So fasting is this spiritual warfare practice that we can engage in to help us when there's really challenging situations going on in our lives or other people's lives. You know, that's a good time to do a fast. The best of the week on Relevant Radio. We'll talk about fasting today. You know, it's one of these traditional penitential practices, right? If you are listening to me and you're between the ages of 18 and 59 years old, there are some exceptions for those who have health conditions, of course, that prevent them from doing this. But during Lent, the church says that Catholics are required to fast on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. And the church defines fasting as this, this is the key, as eating only one full meal and two smaller meals that together do not equal the full meal. Catholics are required to abstain from meat, of course, on Ash Wednesday and in Good Friday and all Fridays during Lent. So if you can fast with one small meal, the two, the other two meals combined should not equal the size of the full meal. So we're really blessed to have back with us Dr. Sean O'Mara, wonderful physician in private practice in Minneapolis. Doctor, thanks for giving us some time today. Good afternoon. Yeah. Hey, Drew, great to be back with you and the audience. I think your audience will really enjoy this particular topic, and there's so much to talk about. There's so many benefits, and I think that's why it's connected to a spiritual practice, and it's part of the church teaching, because it is so beneficial to us. And so it, it should be understood at the outset that this is not just merely a spiritual practice that uh, we partake of during Lent but it's actually something that is just good for our bodies. And remember, our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. They're temples of God. So if we get fasting right and we improve our temples of God that uh, we are custodians of, we get to enjoy a better life. We live better, and uh, that's really what the Lord calls us and wants us to do. So it's a really great topic, and I'm just so excited to to be talking about well, it. I'm glad to have you here. I, I've been doing, you know, I, I used to fast all the time. It was pretty easy for me. And then I think God removed the grace. Or maybe he gave me a grace is a better way of looking at it, because then it became a real struggle for me. It was really, really difficult to fast. But then it becomes meritorious. For anyone who struggles with this, this is going to be a real grace-filled opportunity. It will amplify your prayer, and you can really move mountains. You know, if you can give your digestive tract and, and allow, you know, your your body to have that break from food, if you can go into autophagy and allow your body to start to heal and consume those broken proteins and all those other things, then you can really also repair your gut biome. So let's start first with maybe the, the, the physiological aspects of this. You know, I hear from a lot of medical experts that fasting has these wonderful medical benefits. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about that. What does it do to the body and when does fasting actually kick in? Because the way the church is asking us to fast, I think that's more of a spiritual thing. You know, when you have these meals, your insulin levels, your blood sugars go back up. I, I try to fast without food, but give me your take on the way you fast and ultimately advice for us and, and what happens when we allow our body to, to experience this. Okay, so I think the best way to set this up, and that's a great question, is to take us back to what our bodies are adapted to doing. And keep in mind that uh, we've been on the planet a long time, and we won't go into exactly how long because theologians argue the point, so do scientists. But to the extent that we've been here a long time, we're more adapted to a lifestyle where we didn't get to eat for prolonged periods of time. We just didn't have grocery stores, food supply that allowed us to have uh, food every single day and uh, the capacity for 
you know, getting groceries and eating three to three meals a day. So what it meant was that we probably went on the order of days and even weeks without feeding. And what has happened during that time as we became adapted to that, as our species uh, experienced it, was this ability to benefit from the fasting period. We actually, during that time, our bodies go into a process that you mentioned called autophagy. And a good example to illustrate what autophagy is, it's sort of like as a hoarder, your house is filled with a bunch of debris. And uh, that debris just accumulates from uh, an excess of lifestyle and you never clean anything out. So when you're feeding all the time, you don't go through this concept called autophagy where cellular debris, just the the kind of uh, the waste products of life, physiology, living, accumulate in a cell and therefore in organs and tissue. And if you're always eating, you don't get to clean that out. But if you fast and particularly do extended fasting, and autophagy can be measured through uh, cell-mediated autophagy activity, CMA activity. And there are metrics to study that. And it seems to be uh, increased maximally at around three days, a three-day fast. So it can be uh, daunting to, to think about extending that much. And the church doesn't expect us to do an extended fast that way. But It is dose-dependent. In other words, the longer you fast, the more benefit that you get. But there probably is a Goldilocks period, and I recommend my clients get up to that three-day fasting period over a a substantial period of time, three to six months, but uh, probably not going much past that, maybe three to four days. And it really cleans out your cells. It cleans out the house, all the accumulated debris. And when a house is nice and clean, you live in it so much better. If it was filled with a bunch of, you know, papers everywhere, you just couldn't live as well. And then it gets cleaned up, like a detail shop moves in, in a, in a car, a homeless person, you get detail in that car. Then that car functions a lot better. People can use it a lot better. Does it go into effect after 12 hours of fasting, 18 hours of fasting? When does it go into autophagy and start to begin to give you the benefits of it? Well, you know, it's difficult to point at a precise time when it starts. And there are a few other things, and we're, in a, we're talking about fasting, but keep in mind, the metrics on this get a little confounded, meaning uh, yeah. some other things can confuse us a little bit, like exercise. So when you exercise, even in a fed state when you're eating, you can induce a little autophagy. But it begins to happen whenever, if you skip a meal. I mean, you can see autophagy in just a, a small amount, skipping a meal, and then if you really extend it to 12 or 18 hours in a, in a popular form of fasting called intermittent fasting, where you do a fast for an, a, a, not a prolonged period of time, but intermittently for, say, uh, 8 to 18 hours. And some people uh, will extend that to 24 hours. And they eat literally one meal a day. It's called OMAD, one meal a day. You can Google it and read about it. And read about the benefits to eating OMAD. And I get quite a few of my clients to initially get started uh, eating OMAD one meal a day. And uh, it's, a, it's a really time-efficient way of uh, living. Uh, you don't have to cook and clean up. You don't have to go out and eat. You eat one big meal. And uh, people generally remark how, much, how easy it is and much easier it is to live that way. So fasting is something that you do not have to... Re- you know, just partake of during Lent is something that should be considered by everybody listening today, I hope. 
as a practice that you can delve into from time to time. And nobody knows exactly uh, what the, the optimal degree of frequency is. But my my response or take to on that is that nature favors variety. And so we would have extended, uh, had some extended fasts that would come and go, yep. uh, depending on circumstances, storms and famine and, mm-hmm. and uh, migration of animals and different things along the course of humanity, existence of humanity would change that. So you want to kind of mix it up. But uh, I think slowly increasing your fasting is key. If you fast, yep. you try to do a fast too long, too much, you'll get discouraged and then you won't do it again. And so yeah, it's yeah. really so beneficial. You do want to slowly start it and try it. Here, here's my advice to anybody who's doing it. You know, I, I've the struggle for me. And the longest I've ever done was like a 60 hour fast. I never got up to 72. I got up to about 60. The hardest is day one. I, if my last meal is tonight and I don't eat anything after that last meal, let's say it's six o'clock, seven o'clock. Uh, I go uh, the entire next day, come dinner time, I want to eat my hand. I'm so hungry, right? I'm I'm starved. (laughs) If I could push through that, right, if I don't give in to temptation, and the next morning when I wake up, it's as if though whatever it was, insulin levels or hunger, I don't know what hunger hormones, whatever it is, gone. And I can cruise through the next day pretty easily as long as I avoid, you know, temptation, seeing the food or doing whatever. And it gets easier. For me, that seems to be such a critical point uh, for people. What are your strategies for pushing beyond those temptations? I know they're linked to a physiological um, factor, like your insulin levels dropping or things along those lines that create this sense of hunger. So how do you address that? So it's science. There's a hormone called ghrelin, G-H-R-E-L-I-N. Ghrelin is your hunger hormone. It it basically induces you uh, to feel an urge to eat. You get hungry when ghrelin goes up. And when you fast, Adrenaline goes up. So it's a normal response to your body going into a fasted state, but it only increases for about 48 hours. And uh, after about 48 hours, it starts to come down. So typically people report uh, that they have an improved ability to fast and tolerate fast once they get past that two, um, maybe three day uh, period window. And then, then they can find there are, case reports of people that have gone through medical fasts where they're followed by physicians for months and have lost hundreds of uh, pounds and, and done so well. So um, it's a, well, your experience is the experience of most people that the temptation or the hunger pangs that they get yeah. from uh, the hunger hormone increases when you're fasting. But another hormone that increases when you fast is growth hormone. And growth hormone... Heads up, ladies and gentlemen, growth hormone tells you to burn fat and to build muscle. Now, if you're listening today and you're a little chubby and you want to hold on your muscle, and I think you really do because as we age, we we start losing our muscle mass. Think about your grandfather right now and older people in nursing homes. They have small amounts of muscle. So listen, when you fast, you can actually, there's a five-fold increase five times, 500% increase in growth hormone when you fast. So that's a really powerful uh, drive for you. So when you're fasting and you're hungry, think about that benefit as well as all the cells that you're clearing up. There's such profound science behind the benefits of fasting that uh, keeping your eye on the fact how beneficial it is can help you overcome the struggles 
And I have some other tips I can give you too, some really cool tips to help you get through those hunger pains when you're fasting. No calories, but how you can decrease those. It's really not a trick, but what our ancestors would do is they would go drink water out of streams and lakes. Why would they do that? Well, there was no food to drink, but the streams have microbes in it, these beneficial microbes. And they go down there and they add to our microbiome. There are no calories. So these, these bacteria are so small, they don't really break your fast. So one of the things I tell my client patients to do is add a little kimchi juice or a little sauerkraut juice to non-chlorinated water, like spring water or well water or distilled water. And if you put those fermented brine that have living microbes into it, it produces uh, what I call uh, living water, but not the living water that the Lord talks about. But it's, it's uh, water with living bacteria in it, and they break your hunger pains. It's very interesting. So you, have, you just sip on that a little That's bit. Right. Apple cider vinegar is the same way. It has, it has uh, beneficial microbes in it. If it's organic and non-pasteurized, don't get the pasteurized. Uh, stuff that's been heated because it kills off that bacteria. But these living microbes stop your hunger pains and they'll help you get through your fast during Lent and build this wonderful practice. Give me your take on, in addition to the physiological benefits, the spiritual benefits, the amplification that comes from fasting combined with prayer. Yeah. So my own experience with fasting and spirituality, the benefits I got, I've fasted now for five years of I fasted three to four days every single week. So I'm fasting almost half the month. And I have found spiritually that that is where my prayer life is most meaningful. And that's where I can take on the greatest challenges in in prayer for a moment. So there's scripture talking about where the disciples could not drive out demons from certain people and they said, why could we not drive this one out? And the Lord responded, because this one comes out only through prayer and fasting. Yep. So fasting is this spiritual warfare practice that we can engage in to help us when there's really challenging situations going on in our lives or other people's lives. You know, that's a good time to do a fast yep. and uh, to to raise that concern in prayer to, to the heavens, to the Lord. And uh, so it's been very significant, very yep. meaningful for me. And the Lord himself says, you know, not uh, if you fast, but he says when you fast. Yeah, yeah. So it's just expected. And I, I really do hope yeah. that people are hearing about these benefits of spirituality, improving our lives and our walks as uh, Christians but, and Catholics uh, if with fasting. I don't think it's either or. I, I think we have to do both. I think you're right uh, about, you know, we can talk the physical benefits and it's off the charts. Anyone who fasts, they, they know that. But And I can talk spiritual and anybody who fasts spiritually, they see the benefits of it. I think the two are intertwined. I mean, the devil understands that what I we do. do with our body yep. affects our souls. And that's why he tempts us to physical excess, right? To temptations. Yeah. He, he, you know, he, he knows what we, we forget that we're not souls encased in bodies like water in a jug, but we're intermingled at every level, like water in a sponge. And when he can tempt you to excess, when he gets you addicted, then he's got hooks in your soul, right? But the reverse yep. is true. When you control that physical appetite by fasting, well, by, by exercising, you know, prudence and everything else, you deprive him of that victory to gain control over your body and your appetites. And as to your point, that's what he meant when, you know, when he spoke about demons, these certain ones can only be cast out through prayer and fasting. Doctor, final thoughts from you yeah, and resources on fasting. Start super slow and increase over a period of time. It's not a race to get there. 
So start maybe a two-hour fast, and then next week do a four-hour fast, and the next week an eight-hour fast. And you just Google fasting benefits and, and yeah, practices, and you'll good. read about it. Hey, doctor, thank you for your time. Always great to talk with you. I hope you have a blessed Lent and a very uh, special Ash Wednesday. Well, thank you, Drew, and to you and the relevant radio audience and crew there. Hey, this episode of the Drew Mariani Show is on the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio app is completely free, and it's updated daily with fresh articles, podcasts, and prayers. So don't delay. Download the app today. Thanks for listening.